Dateline, 15th of January, 2023. Well, g'day folks, look at us, we're back Grant, after one week for the Airplane Geeks podcast and for the Australia desk, in fact, for episode 733. How about that, mate? Only after one whole week. There must be big news. I am gobsmacked, mate. I just cannot believe that we're back. This could set a really bad trend for us, paint us into a corner, but you are correct. Huge news. Our rumour was correct. We recorded on the Monday. It came out on the Airplane Geeks on the Wednesday in the US time, which was late Wednesday, very early Thursday, our time. And later on Thursday, the news came out. Bonza got their AOC. Woohoo! There you go, the air operator certificate. You know, actually, Grant, last week, I didn't actually uh, say to people who may not be into aviation so much what an AOC is. No, we weren't talking about that politician from New York or the uh, Australian Olympic Committee, as uh, someone else pointed out to us this week. <laughs> no, it is, in fact, an air operator certificate. And, of course, that is uh, a regulatory approval to operate as a bona fide airline here in Australia. So uh, well done to them. And um, that's been, as you mentioned, Grant, a very, very long process. But uh, CEO of Bonza Airline, Tim Jordan, speaking on uh, several media gigs this week, he sounded like a very relieved man. We are very, very pleased. It's been a fantastic effort from many, many people to get um, to where we are today. And um, over the coming days, we expect to be going on sale and with first flights soon thereafter. So uh, very exciting times um, across the whole of the country, um, but especially for Team Bonza. Team Bonza, I tell you, I still can't get my head around that, Grant. <laughs> it's going to be your problem for quite some time. I can see that you just you're not quite getting that whole you know bogan approach and the laid back approach. I mean, it, you can see it. You can see a lot of original virgin blue in this. That's actually a really good comparison. That's very that's very true. Actually, I hadn't ever really thought of it in those terms. Um, now. We mentioned last week, and we've mentioned in previous times when we've chatted about Bonza Grant, that they're going to be flying to different destinations from from the big airlines, your Melbournes, your, your Sydneys and Brisbane's. Well, they are going to fly in here to Melbourne, but they're not going to be flying into Brisbane and Sydney. Sydney, of course, being Australia's largest city and most populous city. And, you know, there's some people there that are not happy about that. One of the news networks was talking to a prominent travel agent in Sydney, Belle Goldie. Here's what she had to say. Us Sydney agents, well, we're going to miss out once again. And we feel like they're really doing their future passengers a disservice by not flying into Sydney. Well, I just wonder, Grant, whether she's taken the time to realise that it wouldn't matter how many travel agents are in Sydney, that this airline doesn't plan to use them anyway. No, exactly. Whether they fly into Sydney or not, travel agents are out of the picture with Bonza because you can only book on Bonza's app. Hello? She hasn't looked. Yeah, Tim Jordan, uh, now he's had to address that quite a few times as people all of a sudden seem to have woken up and thought, well, hey, what's going on here? Why aren't you flying to these big cities? Well, they never were going to. We're really about uh, unserved and underserved markets. Um, 93% of our markets are not actually flown by any other airlines. So we're about new markets, stimulating new market demand. Um, other airlines are all uh, very much focused on the business travellers, and that's for them, and that's fine. Um, we're really about um, leisure travellers, visiting friends and relatives, and that's the exciting thing. This is about unserved markets or underserved markets where fares are just very, very high, and we need to give a an alternative for low-cost travel. As I said last week, Grant, an interesting strategy. Let's just see how it works. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off, just like I said last week. But, hey, 
you know, good on them. They are coming to Melbourne, but the main reason they're servicing Melbourne is because they're trying to get all of us freezing down South Victorians who want to get to warmer climes, especially during winter, and they're doing flights all the way up to the Sunshine Coast and beyond up in Queensland to get us out of the cold and onto a beach somewhere and promote tourism. That's why Melbourne's included, and that's why Sydney and Brisbane don't have to be because they're already covered by others. Well, there you go. Well, Grant, uh, good luck to them. And speaking of airlines that are going to be resuming flying into Sydney and other ports in Australia, some of the big Chinese carriers who we haven't seen a lot of traffic from over the COVID years um, are are planning a comeback. That's right, mate. Uh, China dropped their shields back on January 8th. They've reopened. They've said, all right, come on down. Uh, You just have to show that you don't have COVID through a test within, I think it's 48 hours of departing to come to China. Uh, The same kind of thing that Australia is saying for anyone coming from China to Australia, and that's also Hong Kong, of course. But uh, yeah, so January 8th, China dropped their shields, reopened. You don't have to quarantine. And the big three, which is China Southern Air, China and China Eastern, are all going back to normal levels, except that China Southern and Air China are going to increase the frequency of their flights to Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, very interesting. And of course, um, it's really hit Australia's tourist industry hard with the the absence, the complete absence of uh, Chinese tourists. Uh, and I guess to a lesser extent, business travellers. I think probably I would anticipate a a reasonably tentative restart, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Still lots of, obviously, COVID news making the headlines in and out of China, so um, I think that's going to affect it for a while. But interesting to see that those airlines uh, think at least now it's time to start bringing those aircraft back. Well, they also see that it's a thawing of relations between China and Australia. You know, there was a lot of, no, you shouldn't go there and things like that, and uh, many Chinese were actively discouraged for coming here, even once we did drop the COVID borders and things like that. That theme and messaging from the Chinese government seems to be changing lately. Uh, Things seem to have mellowed and thawed a little. So hopefully that does bring a few more people in uh, to help our tourist industry. We're not quite as dependent on tourism as many parts of the Pacific are and many other countries in Asia and so on. But, uh, you know, we'll take whatever we can get because every buck counts. Mm. And as an interesting aside, of course, uh, Qantas recently announced that it will be resuming flights uh, to Hong Kong again from the end of this month. So there you go. I guess uh, that's a little bit of uh, reciprocity there, if you could call it that. Is that a word, Grant? That sounds like (laughs) a thesaurus thesaurus salad for lunch. (laughs) Oh, you're trying to get in shape again by uh, getting stuck into that thesaurus or thesaurus. Salad. Yes. Okay. Nice one. The uh, sounds like an out of this world kind of meal, but hey, I'm going to segue here and go. Speaking of out of this world, Skycraft. Woo-hoo. Are you sure it's not Sky? Isn't, isn't it Skynet that's active, Grant? Isn't that what no, we have no. to be worried about? No, this is the Australian one. You don't have to be so worried about it. This is Skycraft. It's an Australian company that back on 3rd of January launched five satellites from Cape Canaveral via SpaceX. Why is this important and why are we talking about it now? Well, mostly because we didn't get a chance to talk about it because we were talking Bonza last time. But um, they launched on the 3rd of January. They're all Australian built satellites. They're using majority Australian components. And this is the largest formation of Australian spacecraft ever. It's five of them. I know. Come on. It's like our C-17s. Yeah, yeah. We know everyone's got more than us. But 
The uh, the big thing is that these were all Australian. They've been launched. They're up there, and over the past seven days, Skycraft's been doing a whole lot of critical operations testing, making sure communications is working, uh, checking that the batteries are being charged, all the operations of the mission computers and so on. And these spacecraft are actually going to be up there to help out air services to give better coverage via ADSB and VHF comms across Australia and in our flight information regions out over the Pacific and so on. That is going to be a, a huge uh, uh, plus for operating aircraft in this part of the world where um, obviously you, you go to get over some of the more remote parts of Australia. You don't, in times past, have not had the sort of coverage that perhaps, say, our, our friends who fly aircraft in the US would be used to. And I guess even perhaps Europe too. I, I sometimes think, as I mentioned last week, people don't realise how big Australia is. So uh, once <laughs> we get this up and running, um, that's, that's going to be fantastic tech. Well, they talk about the uh, J curve, so to speak, which is basically eastern seaboard from roughly north of Brisbane. You've got pretty good radar coverage all the way down the eastern seaboard, round to Melbourne, and then back across to Adelaide. And then there's this big yawning gap in the middle, and then you get to Perth and uh, you know, up, in, up in Darwin and Townsville and so on, various areas like that. But in the middle, there's nothing. It's almost the size of the continental United States, and there's no radar coverage in the middle. So the ADSB, the VFR traffic, and of course, Skycraft aren't just doing this for Australia. They're going to boost their constellation, their formation, you might say, of uh, satellites, and they're going to be covering all the areas with gaps in surveillance and communications such as remote and oceanic areas. So good on you, Aussies. Skycraft doing it for us. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, that's everything I have for you on this week's Australia Desk. You know what, Grant? This has been fun doing this two weeks in a row. I wonder if we could make it back next week. Yeah, tell him he's dreaming. (laughs) Well, we'll see how we go. Until next week, possibly. I'm Steve Fisher. And I'm Grant McCarran going, oh, what have you done, mate? What have you done? (laughs) Cheers, folks. Sorry, buddy. Oh, you know, maybe maybe our wives will allow us.